Welcome to episode twelve, everyone.、Uh, Want to give a shout out to JK TX Couple. So JK Texas Couple from somewhere in Texas who pulled a hamstring trying to recreate a picture that、uh, we posted on Twitter. Also, a big congratulations going out to Black Tito and Tarina Lifestyle who got married last week. Yay! So congratulations. They're an interracial swinging couple、uh, who we interviewed. Their episode will be coming soon on consenting adults. So join us on Twitter at Consent Adults. Okay. Speaking of Twitter, our next guest created an account on Twitter and really came out of his shell. He is now a masturbation coach who really knows how to work it. So I identified that I'm、um, somewhat of an exhibitionist <laughs> as well as a voyeur. I found some sites where I could upload pictures of myself, like you know, with an erection and stuff like sexy pictures like that. And I kind of liked getting attention like that. Get ready! This is consenting adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well. You might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah, sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, "So you want to have sex with other people? That's what you're saying." <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is consenting adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is Russell from out there in Palm Springs, California, where it is hot、mm-hmm. and also very warm during the <laughs> summer months.、Uh, Russell has dated women for most of his life, you know, from his teens up until he was thirty-eight, which was just two years ago. Two years ago, Russell came out as gay. He is currently working as a masturbation coach. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with Russell. Russell also tells me that he feels like he's in an amazing place, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and he credits all this to his tantric work. What is that, Russell? Well, thank you, Lena. That's a great question. So, well, I think what it means to a lot of Westerners, it has a sexual connotation. Right. But I think originally tantra. Meant that all paths lead to the divine, and so it it didn't disclude sexuality and sexual activity, sexual feelings. Once I realized that I experienced my divinity, my experience of what that is, my spirituality in my sexuality, and that that's actually that's actually a thing, I just put myself into that world, and I've just been exploring it and just finding piece after piece that's just leading me down this path. And it's very, very beautiful and very fun. So you're, and you're much happier now. I am so much happier now. Let's go back to, and really not that long ago, because two years ago you were a straight man. Well, right. <laughs> two years it, ago, your friends knew you as a straight man. I think that they thought they probably most of my friends probably felt that I was. I would probably say that I felt. More bisexual because I have I've had attractions to men since puberty. Did you ever explore it? Not really. So I had、um, very minimal sort of like young experience, sort of between 
you know, the age of like 12 and 18 maybe. But I, and I, I liked it, but it was for some reason, like I felt like it was wrong. And I don't know why, because my parents were very open and accepting. The school that I went to was very open about homosexuality and, you know, it's okay to be gay. And I just never wanted to be gay. So I kind of pushed it away. The sexual identities are tricky. So I identify, I identify as gay primarily because I, I have no desire to have sex with women at this point in my life. But you used to. I used to. And so I had, I, you know, I had, I had crushes on girls. Every time I had a crush on a girl, I was like, I was like, yay, I'm not gay. Like, you know, maybe I'm bi, but I definitely, I'm attracted to women. So that's okay. Right. And I had very loving relationships with women. I wasn't, I didn't have a secret gay life on the side. At what point in your life do you feel like you started to accept who you really were? Maybe around like 35 or somewhere in my early 30s. Um, I was I was dating a lovely woman. We had a, we had ended up having a 10 year relationship. And um, I started to have these like feelings about men. And so I was like, can you explain that to me? Because, you know, people say that all the time. Um, what the feelings are. Yeah. It's like, so like, do you find yourself looking at other men when you're out, finding them attractive or? At first it was, if, if I felt somebody was an attractive man, like I worked in retail. So if an attractive man came into the store, I would kind of feel like, like, uh, excitement, like butterflies. Yeah. Excitement. But like, I sort of, I didn't feel in control of myself. I'd get like a hot face and like my hands would be clammy. Right. And, um, and I noticed that around gay people too, growing up and throughout my life, like I never really felt comfortable around them. I just want to say that like being gay and, and being attracted to men is like the once I accepted that was the greatest thing ever. You are like living your authentic self right now. Yes. Oh, so much. And more and more every day. And the more that I uncover and the more that I dive into this authenticity, and share that with other people and put myself out there. I've just had the, just this life-changing experience of just everything opening up and opportunities. And, and, and I'm an artist, I'm a musician and a painter and a photographer and a filmmaker. And once I accepted myself, all those things kind of like, sort of like Tantra kind of all wove together and sort of like, everything started flowing again. You were creative again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But to go back to my feelings real quick that you asked, I'm a little bit, I think atypical for a man that I don't, I don't really watch a lot of pornography. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with porn and I definitely have, and I do watch it and I have watched it. However, I'm not like a big porn watcher. So um, I'm also not like a big, like fantasy in my head type person. So when I would masturbate, I wasn't really like thinking about anything. I was like, kind of like. So it's just a physical thing. You're just focusing on the physical feelings of it. Right. Just my own body. And just, that's just kind of how I, I am, how I was wired. And so, so I identified that I'm um, somewhat of an exhibitionist (laughs) as well as a voyeur. So, um, I found some sites where I could upload pictures of myself, like, you know, with an erection and stuff like sexy pictures like that. And I kind of liked getting attention like that. And that sort of led to wanting to do this camming thing with men, you know, like a webcam thing where we're both masturbating. At first, it was so, so awkward. Like, 
I would like to do it, but if the man tried to talk to me, like I would feel really weird, like awkward and like uncomfortable and I would never show my face or anything like that. That's how, that's how I came to it. You know, I had a conversation with my, with my ex and I told her that I'm pretty sure I'm bisexual. And, and a result of that was our, our relationship didn't really fit anymore which actually was like a really good thing. She's a beautiful person and we're, we're pretty much best friends, but it was clear that I, it was time for me to move on and go on my own way. Mm -hmm. I just had a beautiful year and a half relationship with a man. That was my first relationship with a man. And we, we ended the relationship uh, mutually because I, I still, I felt that I wasn't, I wasn't in the right place to really like honor him and honor the relationship. Um, there was a lot of struggles that were like internal. And so. Do you mean that you weren't ready to commit to just him? Well, I suppose in a way, yes, he was polyamorous. So that wasn't, that wasn't a deal breaker, but it was, it was more that my soul or, you know, inside of me was telling me, um, not to be in a relationship at all. It wasn't just that I wanted to see other people or experiment with other people because right now, so I, I am on a self-imposed break from relationships, primarily because I was a serial monogamist originally with women. And so I dated women, however many, five or six, um, with really no breaks in between. So I never took any time for myself. And then having repressed my sexuality, having it all come out, and then getting into this really this relationship with a man who was it was very beautiful in so many ways and and very bittersweet because it was very sad to me that I had to sort of like step away from that I felt mm -hmm. it was honestly it's very sad I could cry right now but it's it's actually it's very beautiful and you feel it's the right thing to do right now a hundred percent I know that yeah. it is yeah uh -huh. at what point did you kind of just lose the attraction for women. There's a part of it that I don't really understand. Like, I don't understand why I did what I did and all that stuff. I can accept that everything that happened in the past contributed to my life to what it is now. So it's all lessons and all that stuff. So I actually got involved with another woman. I was out to her that I was bisexual and she was okay with that. And so I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity. You know, maybe we can be with guys together. I can still explore myself, but it feels a little safe because I think I was still in that, like, I, I want to be in a relationship mode because that made me feel safe. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, um, it, it really didn't progress me further. Uh, well, did you guys ever try that? Did you, you, your girlfriend, and then another guy, did you try those things? Well, it was, <laughs> it was more of kind of a disaster than that, but we, we ended up getting married. You and the girl. Yeah, me and the girl, we got married. That was the idea that we were going to be with guys and stuff like that. But then in the reality, between her and, and myself, we couldn't make it work. There was a lot of jealousies and um, controlling kind of feelings and a lot of emotions. And um, Well, wait a second. Did you guys kind of dip your toes into it before you got married? Um, Did you try the, you know, the threesome or well, whatever? We, <laughs> we met in a threesome. Oh. We met in a, we met in a foursome. So Hello, I thought, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> exactly. So it was a kind of an intense, really, in, really fun and new experience. And I, 
I kind of just went off of that and I kind of went off the deep end. And honestly, we didn't really have a lot more experiences like that. We tried it a couple times and it was often um, with, with bad results. I mean, what made them such bad experiences? Because on a purely sexual level, it sounds like you've got the the best of both worlds. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. So that was kind of the idealized um, hope. And that's what I was thinking. And then um, I think that we just we just weren't really on the same page. So like we'd be going along with something that I thought was okay. And then I'd find out later that she was really upset by something. And I didn't understand why, because I thought that we were, you know, on the same page about something. It was mostly like we tried to set some stuff up and they didn't really work out. So sounds like there was like a breakdown in communication. There was. And so and honestly, that had more to do with our relationship. I didn't realize at the time, but I really wasn't being honest with myself about who I am and what I really wanted. And I was attempting to get to where I wanted by saying like, oh, we're hanging out with this couple. And we talked about we talked about having sex with them together, but not swinging, not like wife swapping, because I and I honestly I wasn't interested in the other woman at all. I was interested in the man and um, my, my ex-wife knew that. But then when it came down to it, it was like it ended up causing like a lot, like a big lot of rifts. And, and to be honest, our relationship got rather toxic. And so I realized after a while, it wasn't, I wasn't going to be satisfied by even if we had successful relationships, having sex with other couples or, you know, bringing a man into our our sex life, that wasn't going to be enough for me. Mm -hmm. And I realized that. And and again, it was another very sad, tragic thing because this, this is a very beautiful person you know, a very sensitive soul, my ex-wife. And, you know, again, I had, I feel that I hurt her through my own inauthenticity because I had to eventually say, I don't want to be married to you anymore. I want to be gay and go explore with men. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happened. And again, we're at this point, we're now, we're still friends, but you know, it's, it's relationships can be ending them can be rough, even if it's even if it's the right decision for everyone. Sure. So fast forward to where you are today. You are happy, both emotionally, spiritually, sexually, although COVID-19 has kind of put the kibosh on most things (laughs) for for single people. Right. Right. Um, But what is this thing, Russell, about being a masturbation coach? I mean, what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay, so so yeah, you mentioned COVID nineteen. Um, somehow, my need to sort of like isolate myself and kind of do this deep self work and take a break from connecting with other people, sort of like lined up perfectly with this very chaotic and um, unknown situation that we're all experiencing that's affecting everyone right now in different ways, but. I actually, I took a tantric massage class in the beginning of March. COVID had just started. I went into the the training. I had my my job in Vegas waiting for me. When I came out of the training, my job was gone and hasn't come back yet. So the timing lined up in a very weird way. So I was like, well, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to move into this new realm. I'm going to be a tantric massage uh, masseur. 
which is basically um, like full body massage, but it's it's geared towards gay men. It doesn't have to. You don't have to be gay, but as one of my clients, you'd have to, or a guest, you'd have to be comfortable being nude. And I'm also nude in this in this scenario. There is genital touching and stuff, and the idea is to generate sexual energy in the body and then spread it throughout the body for like a healing effect because relaxing and integrating all that those energies is very healing and it's it's meant to integrate the mind body spirit however because of covid i no longer am planning to do that Um, why not because i it's just not it doesn't feel responsible at this time to um be connecting with people Mm, mm -hmm. at all and i I hear of still i hear of massage therapists wearing masks honestly i don't feel comfortable with that for me so just just for the the health and safety concerns right now the physics of it you you just don't feel it's comfortable it's the right time to do it yes and it also lines up with with this deeper need within myself that i didn't realize so i'll tell you about the masturbation coaching um basically because i wasn't able to start building my massage practice, I kind of doubled down with what I was doing. I started this Twitter profile in the beginning of the year at the sort of towards the end of January. I started posting masturbation videos on there. And at the same time, I learned about a man named Bruce P. Grether. He wrote a book called The Secret of the Golden Phallus. It's about our legacy as men to tap into the power of our penis through masturbation, through something that he calls mindful masturbation that he discovered in 1995. There's something that he teaches called phallic brotherhood, which is an extension of mindful masturbation. And mindful masturbation actually in its mystical, you know, sacredness is actually a form of sex magic. Okay, wait a second. Before you continue, Mike from episode one found something on adamandeve.com that is supposed to do wonders for the wife, supposed to be magical. He actually sent me a picture of it. I had a hard time rotating my phone trying to figure what the heck it is and what it does. Uh, Kind of a high price item, but he was able to um, get it for 50% off thanks to a special offer just for consenting adult listeners. Uh, He also received 10 free gifts, six free movies, and free shipping. Uh, So check them out, adamandeve.com. The special code is Lena, L-E-Y-N-A. Enter that at checkout and uh, enjoy yourself. Okay, now back to the... Forms of sex magic. The first form of sex magic is practicing mindful masturbation solo. So I'm practicing it as myself. And what I'm doing is a form of inner alchemy. So through my masturbation, through generating pure penis pleasure, allowing my body to have higher and higher erotic states, I am essentially healing myself. I'm giving myself unconditional self-love and it's transforming me on the inside. That's the first part. The second part is sharing that with other men, and that's something called phallic brotherhood, where masturbating together and sharing that together can amplify those sort of like good feelings, that bonding and sort of that camaraderie that I feel like is so like so many men, myself included, like crave that and just like need that. It's like this love fuel. It's just like it fills in the cracks and it's just it's this beautiful thing. It's a lot about breathing, changing your stroke to um, delay ejaculation. 
if I can make ejaculation a choice, and it's not that there's anything wrong with coming or all that stuff, if I can make ejaculation a choice, then I'm able to use my body as a container to build more and more energy. So that energy will heal me. So that's the first form of, of sex magic. It's in an inner alchemy. The second form of sex magic is taking that erotic energy that I've built and then releasing it within an intentional ejaculation and at the same time focusing on an intention in my mind, maybe a symbol, short phrase, something that I want to happen, something that I want to manifest. And I can use that sexual energy with a intentional release and then sort of like let that go out to the universe and without knowing how it's going to show up or come back to me, I just sort of trust that, that it will. It's sort of like the secret, but it's like right. the, ma- the male masturbation version of the secret. I'm sure women sure. can do it too. That's the basic of sex magic is that at the, at the moment of, of that orgasmic ejaculation, the mind is completely clear. It's, it's like this flash of lightning in the brain, this cosmic generative thing. I mean, and that's the spark that creates that creates new human life as well. But I also believe that it can be, you can create anything. Mm -hmm. The third form is when the first two forms have been mastered. Then the third form is kind of like, there's really no differentiation between building the energy or releasing it, which I'm not, I'm not a master. I'm I'm still, I'm a, I'm an erotic wizard's apprentice right now. You're like, you're like the Harry Potter of penises here, Russell. Oh, thank you. (laughs) That's that's high praise. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it is actually a lot like that. When those when those first two forms are mastered, then I can just masturbate and just whatever my penis tells me to do, I can ejaculate or not. But I also offer masturbation coaching if men want to go deeper. I do one-on-one coaching over like Zoom or Skype or what whatnot. They don't have to be gay, right? Because I've done a little bit of reading on on group masturbation. Right. That there are actually a good number of straight men who are exploring this. Yes. So, you know, I think that there there can be a tendency, especially among gay men, to be like, you know, side eye, look at each other and be like, yeah, right, he's real straight or whatever. But actually, I honor that. I, I would say that it's true because I do think that most men are primarily heterosexual in whatever that means to them. But I, I firmly believe that that people have the ability to self-identify if someone says they're straight, I'm not going to question that, for one. I also believe that that the male sexuality, regardless of you know preference, regardless of what someone's flavor of their sexuality is, I feel like there's a desire to share that with other men. It doesn't mean that someone's gay or not. And I think that there's something really natural and sort of like bonding about being able to masturbate with other men. And even though, and so for me, it's just hard for me to see because for me as a man who's attracted to men, I approach it in a very gay way. So it's like, right. for me, there is, there, it is gay. And for me, you know, it's like, if, if you're, if you're a hot guy and I'm, and I'm masturbating with you, like, I wouldn't mind making out with you, but I feel like a straight man's not going to want to make out with other guys. That's how kind of I think about it. Right. In fact, this group masturbation thing, there's actually a term for it on Tumblr. They call it buddy baiting, Uh where a group of men will gather and masturbate together and they're not necessarily gay, that there's some sort of camaraderie in this very natural, innate um, desire. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think it's probably it's probably very difficult for anyone who's never done it to really understand what it's about. For a gay man to understand that it's not just for gay men, right? Right. Um, so that if you're not, it, it like everyone has their own understanding of whatever situation they're they're in. Some other people call it um, bro jobs, where right. you know, and it's so interesting to me that men can experience intimate things together. Doesn't mean they have to be touching each other. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps in the same room, and still not think of themselves as gay and and maybe and probably are not. I believe that there are men who are doing this who are not gay, who aren't attracted to other men. I believe that too. And like you said, it is hard for people who haven't had the experience to understand. Um, I hold space for men to be whatever they want because I think that there's a desire to become vulnerable. And so when you're naked masturbating, being seen, it's it's extremely vulnerable. So the experience of being able to become vulnerable with men in general, like without the sexual context, is very healing and I think it's very natural. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that's missing in our culture. I I believe that there used to be a more of a tribal sort of like way that men were raised and not even not even necessarily about sexuality, but just I think it's kind of this ancient thing. It seems really natural to to be able to share that with other men. And if it wasn't such a stigma against it, if there wasn't such a stigma against homosexuality, nudity, the penis in general, I don't think there would be any reason why it would be a bad thing to masturbate with your friends because it's it's fun. It feels good. Um, I think it's really healthy. I think that labels and I think it can be really confusing because I think it's different for all men, but it's a journey, right? And I think right. everyone have everyone has a different self-identity journey and also like everyone has the right to feel about themselves, how they want to feel and to tell people what they want to tell them. Maybe after listening to this episode, some people will be looking up group masturbation and there there are some articles out there and i think it's a very interesting viewpoint from men who say they are straight that they don't feel anything gay but there's yeah. just just something very special that is they just they can't explain it they enjoy it and they don't feel gay doing it um you talked about the stigma of being pegged a gay man when you don't identify as one right even within the non-monogamous uh, community, where there are men who are swinging with their wives, mm-hmm. being with other couples, and finding that they're enjoying sexual activity with other men, but they don't feel gay, and they don't want to be pegged as gay. Sure. So I can understand that. And also, I'll speak for myself that before I was ready to accept myself as gay, I would have wholeheartedly rejected that label. And if I had been in a situation with a man, I might reject that if he's like, oh, you're gay. And I would be like, no, I'm not. Like, I, w- I wasn't ready to see myself for who I was. And my denial was able to completely hide that from me to where I was surprised when I questioned and I said, wait, I think I'm actually gay. And it was like something clicked and like a door opened that I didn't even see the door before. Mm-hmm. So that's just me. Do you think that our society will ever see a day where 
men could be engaged in sexual activity with other men and not be deemed gay? I hope so. Honestly, I I think that humans are are more fluid than what what society allows us to be, especially men. I feel like women in society seem to have more permission or more leeway to be more sexually fluid and men are more it's kind of like if a man has any sexual fluidity, oh he's completely gay or at least bisexual, but like you can't be a straight man you can't be a straight man if you have any attractions to men. Um, and I think that's really unfortunate. And I think that that pressure puts a lot of men in a box. And so I, yes, I do see, I do see a world where we can kind of move beyond labels and just sort of like get more to like a more holistic place and something that honors sexuality. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do. I hope that's my dream. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you want to check him out on social media, you can find him on Twitter. Uh, he's at Dragon Puppy Three. So that's Dragon Puppy, the number three. If you could give advice to a man who is struggling with that, am I gay? Am I bisexual? You know, being afraid of being judged. Do you have any advice for them on how to move forward? Yes. Um, I would say number one, don't beat yourself up. And which is different from don't beat yourself. Right. Don't beat yourself. <laughs> don't beat yourself off. No, you can do that. You can do that. No, I would say I would say um there's so much support for you regardless of who you are as a person. What what helped me was was finding a community of men who really accepted me. And so it was really seeing myself through other people's eyes that I could accept myself for who I am. You don't have to label yourself. I think that it's okay to have experiences. They don't make us any one thing. I think that it's about self-love because if I can truly love myself, then I can accept who I am. So So it really does all start at home. It really does. It's so awesome to talk to you because um, on paper, Mm -hmm. it sounds weird. Yeah, I understand. you you sound a little freakish. (laughs) And then... You talk and it's like, oh, okay, I get this. And you make it sound so beautiful, as you say, and natural uh, and normal. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show, Russell. Such a nice guy. I sure hope that uh, things work out for you. Okay, next time on Consenting Adults, after you get the fact that she sounds like Ruth from Ozarks out of your head, You'll be interested to know that she is in a loving relationship with two men who were childhood best friends. He actually came to me and said that he had thought about it and he wanted me to be happy. So it was your boyfriend who then suggested maybe you should start something up with his best friend. Yeah. And the three couldn't be happier. That's next time on Consenting Adults.